Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. And today I'm joined by the Director of Hope Distributed, Jeff Wilhelm. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am fantastic, Grayson. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Good, Good. to have you. And uh, Jeff, uh, just a kind of a lighthearted way to start out. Uh, we always like to start out with a random question. Just what's your favorite ice cream, your favorite flavor, whatever? Oh. Man, um, I should say that my favorite ice cream is a free ice cream. But I, <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, but if I if I had to uh, pick a flavor, I would say Neapolitan. Now, tell me what all is in that. Oh, Neapolitan is is amazing because it's one third chocolate, one third strawberry, one third vanilla, a hundred percent amazing. Well, I would take your third vanilla, and <laughs> you could have the cherry and the chocolate. I, I mean, I like chocolate too, so I would probably be okay eating that too. Well, my but. my kids do that. I'll go out, like you know, my <laughs> wife will get me a, a big old Neapolitan bucket or bowl or carton or whatever, and uh, my kids get to it and they eat everything but the strawberry. So uh, yeah, I'm used to it, man. I'm used to it. Hope you like strawberry. I do. I do. Well, Jeff, I mentioned that you're the director of Hope Distributed, and we'll get into that. And first off, before I forget, I, I want to mention uh, that we actually had you on the broadcast back in 2020 when it was still Front Porch Talks. And so mm-hmm. people can go back to our website, cotnaz.org slash hope dash talks, and uh, they can scroll back probably on our past page now, which there's a link to that too. But we did your testimony back on April 5th of 2020. That's right. Seems like an eternity ago we were talking about that. But. <laughs> 2020 was a year that would not end. Man. But uh, just uh, for a little bit of background, if you'd like to tell us where you're from and uh, just a little bit about the way you grew up. All right. Yeah, I am actually from Western Maryland, good old Cumberland, Maryland. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, it was a booming little town. Today, not so much. It's one of those towns that uh, you pass through trying to get somewhere else that's a little bit nicer. <laughs> Um, growing up, it was just me and my mom, single parent family. Dad took off before I was born, so it was just me and my mom's against the world. And uh, you know, I, I you know I smile about it now. Um, you know, but my mom rocked. Um, she was uh, the mom and the dad. You know, she was motherly and fatherly. She took me out, hit baseballs at me when I was a little kid, and uh, she put the uh, couch cushions up in front of her, and let me use her as a tackling dummy, but. Uh, you know, I, I really believe that I learned that my empathy and my compassion for other people from watching how she interacted with people in our community. So, right. yeah. And uh, thank you for sharing that. And I just wanted to have you share that just as a background for what we're going to be leading right, into, right. talking with Hope Distributed. And uh, like I said, if people want to go back, they can go back and find your testimony, uh, April 5th, uh, 2020. But uh, how'd you end up in the Shenandoah Valley? What brought you here, Jeff? Oh, it was cra- it's a crazy story. A buddy of mine was uh, working down at Spring Creek Nazarene Church, or as they all call it, Spring Creek. <laughs> and um, he had been pressuring me to uh, to come down and visit. And uh, I was fresh out of, out of, out of college. And um, I had nothing going on. So he asked me to come down. And while I was down, I, got, I somehow got placed on their church softball team. My first time, they're like, hey, you play ball? Well, I play a little. You're playing with us. And so I played one game. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know is, 
all summer long, every Tuesday night, I'm driving down to some little park west of uh, Bridgewater. But, uh, yeah, my friend was really pressing me to come down here, and a, and a buddy of mine from Frostburg, Maryland, which is about 20 miles west of me, we both had nothing going on, so we'd come down to visit, and we kind of liked the place. It was different, a little slower change of pace. But uh, So my friend was really pressuring me to move down here, and I didn't know whether or not to do it. I didn't know who was here. All my friends were back home. So I was sitting home in Cumberland, Maryland, and I was just looking out my front window, and traffic had built up on my street because there's a really long turn signal at the intersection down there. And uh, whenever I looked out my window, there were four passenger vans waiting in line in traffic from Bridgewater College, from Bridgewater, Virginia. And I saw that as my sign. And uh, so uh, I started looking for some jobs down here, found one. And, and on September 22nd, 2005, I guess I became a Virginian. Well, uh, so once you uh, became a Virginian in 2005, just tell us a a little bit about the things you were involved in here before you came to work at Hope Distributed. Oh, certainly, yeah. So uh, I I taught in the um, Harrisburg City Public Schools at Thomas Harrison Middle School uh, for a couple years, and then I I moved on to Minnick Education Center. And what that is is that's one of those schools for uh, the kids who just can't cut it in public schools. You know, a lot of people... I tell them where I worked. I worked at an alternative school. Like, oh God, bless you! And uh, it was it was it was fun because I, I I liked helping those kids because a lot of those kids, um, you know, they had their issues, they had their scars, just like any of us. But they just needed someone who they knew would be consistent and cared for them. And uh, it was it was a great time. And then before all that, uh, the job that I took when I first moved here was for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Harrisonburg and Rockham County. I was the teen center director. I did gag prevention. I held baseball camps, worked at the Cowardkin Senior Baseball School through the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, it was a great time. Sounds like a lot of great experience oh, working yeah. with kids, and it sounds like a passion you have to help kids and really be involved and pour into their lives. And uh, I was trying to do the math when you were talking about Thomas Harris. That was the same year I graduated high school, which I went to Spotswood, but I did go to Thomas Harrison Middle School, okay. but that would have been in the, the late 90s earlier 2000s and 2005 but uh yeah i was running around, uh, i was i was running around boston at that time so i really didn't really but, know uh, what thomas harrison middle school was yeah but uh tell us about uh how you ended up at hope distributed and when you came on as the director yeah you know, I, I wish there was some kind of glamorous like oh i just was i felt led by the lord to this and that uh no actually what happened was is um i saw there was an, an opening and uh as I read more about the organization and what they did and what they stood for, I was like, you know what, I, I've been living this life. It just seems too good to be true. So uh, I sent an email to Pastor Sam, the godfather of Hope Distributed, and uh, started a conversation and uh, went through the lengthy interview process. I got to meet the board and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, and now I'm here and I've, I've been the director since uh, December of 2019. So you took over right before you didn't know what was going to happen, a whirlwind. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Here's this new shiny job. Boom, global pandemic. But you guys were opened all throughout the pandemic. Y'all never closed. I mean, I know y'all had to adapt mm-hmm. to the pandemic, the style of the way things were done. But just talk about Hope Distributed, the services you all offered. You know, obviously the pandemic affected it and yeah. things had to change. But just... Just share whatever you want to share about Hope Distributed in the ministry. Well, I tell you, a lot of people, whenever I, I tell them that I came on right before the pandemic, you know, they're like, oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, yes, the pandemic itself was unfortunate. But I tell you what, 
to, to watch these volunteers, to watch, you know, the staff that I, I get to lead, you know, the, to watch them gladly stay on the front lines or a global pandemic when people are in their highest need when they're just, you know, anxiety was filled everywhere. And just to watch these people just rise up and step up, you know, I, this sounds horrible, but you know, I'm, I'm thankful for what we've been through um, because it gives us more of an appreciation of what we have. We've seen, we've seen our, our, our food distribution flourish. Um, the clothing store is same for that. And homes of home where we actually go out and load up folks's homes with sofas and everything they might need like that. Um, you know, one thing I really like, and this might come from my teaching background, I like stories because uh, I, I was a history teacher, and um, I just like stories, like a good story. And just the stories that the folks have told me who, who we've blessed um, have blessed me more than I could ever hope to give them. It's just been, despite the circumstances, despite the trials and the storms and all that, it's, it's been a amazing. Well, uh, you mentioned stories. I know not using names, but are there maybe some experiences? You talked about how you were thankful for the pandemic, and I understand what you mean. You're thankful for the growth yeah. that maybe Hope distributed or we as individuals have gone through what the pandemic, the growth that the Lord has used it for. Obviously, it's a tough time, but you know, often the tough times are when we grow the most. Oh, yeah. Any stories that you want to share of any that's pop out to you that have really blessed you from Hope Distributed, whether it was helping a family in need or a volunteer that maybe blessed you? Well, there's a lot of them. And I know that sounds like boilerplate, right. but there really is. You know, one thing about the pandemic, um, just as the church as a whole and as Christians, the church forced the church to actually be the church, right. if that makes sense. Right. Yep. The church is not a pretty building with four walls. The church can be wherever we take it. And so I remember this one time early on in the pandemic, everyone's freaking out. It was almost like, it almost reminded me of Y2K. Right. Just how crazy people were acting. I mean, you walk into Walmart, there's no toilet paper or Lysol wipes, you know? But this young this young mother, single mother, six kids, calls us up. Actually, she called us on a day we weren't even here. It was a Saturday morning, and we it was a Saturday where we didn't have pantry. And, and she was like, I need food for my kids. What can we do? What can we do? And, and from my background, I was like, well, you know, even though I'm not at work this day, I I have the capability of doing something in this in this person's life and her kids' lives. So I was like, all right, well, I'll tell you what. Don't leave. Stay put. Someone will be there in the next 30, 40 minutes. So I, I come back to the pantry. I make an emergency box, and, and I go down to this young lady's apartment. And tears were welling up in her eyes whenever I showed up because, you know, she's been burnt by, by Christians before. And so she's like, yeah, whenever you said you were going to be here, I, someone was going to help. I didn't expect, expect you to show up. And, and see, that goes back to, like, one thing that really annoys me to say, not to say, but whenever someone says, oh, I'm praying for you, are you? Or is that just what you're supposed to say? And really, I, I just love the fact that Hope Distributed, the, the volunteers and the, the people that we have, they put their, their love and their faith and their hope in action. Right. You uh, want to make sure if you're talking the talk that you're walking oh, the yeah. walk. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you're talking about the prayer thing, yeah, I'm always, I try to be very intentional when I tell people that I'm praying for them, that I do try to pray for them. And something that I learned even from my dad is sometimes praying for people on the spot. 
Like yeah. if people ask for prayer, praying for them on the spot. Yeah. Because sometimes if you do it then and there, you're more intentional. Because it's easy. I mean, when things of life just to get caught up, and and you mean when you. A lot of times when you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, you mean to pray for them, and sometimes it slips your mind, exactly. and you might remember it a week later. And I mean, that's better than not remembering it at all, but it's still, you want to pray for oh, them yeah. daily, like continually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's great. And when you were talking about the church being the church, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about that. Pastor Adrian said that in a message once in 2020 in one of his messages about how this is an opportunity for mm-hmm. the church to go outside of these four walls and yeah. hope distributed is an extension of the church. Right. It's a partnership that we have with hope distributed to reach out to those in our community who need food, clothing, furniture, you know? Yeah. So uh, just if uh, people maybe are in need of food, clothing or furniture, just share any details, whether it be the distribution hours for the food pantry or the clothes closet, and also the address here. All right, well, the address is 1869 Boyers Road. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, the easiest way to tell everybody, it's a block away from the hospital because everybody right. seems to know where the hospital is. Right. Or Bojangles. I found right. everybody knows where the hospital is or Bojangles. So that's a good reference point. And as far as distribution goes, every uh, Thursday and Saturday, um, the first Thursday in the mornings and evenings, every other Thursday in the evenings, and then the first three Saturdays. And uh, if you have any questions, we're just a phone call away. And, you know, we've got a lot of calls for emergencies. And we'll get a call from a, a caseworker from the county schools. Oh, we have a family that all of them have COVID. They can't get out. Can you help us? Let's go. Let's do it. You know, I've always been told that and taught, you know, we throw the, the word love around a lot. And uh, not to quote an old sappy Michael W. Smith song, Love isn't love until you give it away. Right. You know, if you bottle it up and you say, oh, I love people, but you never pour that love out on people, do you really love them? Right. You know? And so, you know, all of us at Hope, we just urge anybody listening, if you have someone who you think might be in need or you know they're in need, just right. point them towards us. We want right. we, we don't want to point them out and make them feel less because they got to go to a food bank. No, we just want to love on them and just... You know, we're not offering a hand out. We're offering a hand up because there's going to come a point in life where all of us are in need. It might not be a dire financial need, but it might be a spiritual need. It might be a physical need. And we just need that right. nudge up, that right. someone to walk along beside us shoulder to shoulder and walk through the trenches with us. Right. And that's what we want to do. And that's great because it's great to meet the physical need, yeah. food, clothes, but also spiritual need is as big as the physical need. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, showing Christ, being the hands and feet of Jesus is very important right. to people. Well, see, and, and right now where my heart is, and, uh, you know, this week I, I got a, I direct a camp in Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm preaching one of the nights. And, and right now, where my heart is right now is as Christians, we're too timid in everything we do. Like, it, we fail to realize that, you know, whenever we have Jesus inside of us and he's, you know, taking up residence within us, the, the same power that caused Moses to part to see, the same power that brought Goliath down with a sling shot, um, the same power that brought down the walls of Jericho, and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of us. Amen. And I, I think as Christians, too many times, we're, we're, we're like lions, and, and we can roar, and we can make a difference and make an impact, but we start thinking that, oh, we're, we're not strong to do this, or we don't have the skills to do that, or we don't have the power to do that. 
and we're just selling ourselves short because you know greater is he that is it's in me than he that is in the world, man. As long as Jesus is, is the cornerstone of what we're doing, we're, we got power that we don't even realize, mm-hmm. and we're just sitting back on it, man. And it's it's you know I, I'm I'm urging everybody I I know and I talk to my wife and my kids, you know, unleash the beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that sounds bad because it has different connotations, but the thing mm-hmm. is, is you know, unlock that 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 power that Christ has put inside you. And it doesn't mean that everyone's got to get, get with a sandwich board and, you know, Turner Burn Center, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, love, un- unrelenting, and just pour your heart into something and just be passionate about it and go all in. You know, in, in my prayer life and my devotional life, that's just where I'm at right now. And, you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to bring at Hope Distributed as well. Well, uh, Jeff, that's a great testimony. I mean... What is the point is having love if we don't share it with others? I right. mean, that's love is action. Love is being a witness to those around us of Christ's love. And we can't do it on our own, only through his strength. You oh, said yeah. unleashing that strength, uh, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is living in us. Right, that's, that's so, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. And, I mean, only he knows, but we know... You know, we each of us have testimonies in our lives where we've witnessed it, and it might be hard to describe to people, but we know it's a sense. We know that oh, yeah. it's living, and and uh, many people I know Christians can attest in their lives just experiences where God showed up, kind of like that woman you were sharing that she said she didn't think you were going to show up, but you showed up. That was God mm-hmm. showing up in her life and doing a miracle beyond, you know, like... She had been let down before, but God knew where she was at, and he showed up that day in her mm-hmm. life. And uh, just uh, share uh, y'all's website at Hope Distributed and any other important contact information if somebody was trying to reach out to Hope. Oh, yeah, it's just www.hopedistributed.org. Distributed, not distributors, distributing, distributed, past tense, .org. And uh, if you want to call us, 578-3510. Uh, myself or our awesome pantry administrator, Ellen will answer. Whoever calls us, it doesn't matter the situation. We'll figure out a way to help. Right. You know, if I can give a plug for some things that we're doing in the future, Grayson. Yep. Yep. Know, if I can just have that grace. Yeah. Um, well, right now we're in the midst of our, of our um, home delivery, uh, Hope Delivered, Hope on Wheels, whatever you want to call it. And that program's really taken off. And I, I want to encourage anyone who's listening to this. If you want to get involved in this, it's not because we necessarily need the help delivering it, because it's a great opportunity to go and, and, and walk life with someone who may not have much contact with other people. The reason they're having the food delivered is because they cannot get to us, whether they're homebound, disabled, a shut-in, anything like that. Um, there's, there's a gentleman that I deliver to every month, and you know I will drop everything I'm doing, no matter what it is, to go drop his food off because... The first time I went there, I couldn't leave. I really felt my soul. This guy just needs someone to talk to. And uh, so I want to encourage anybody who wants to do that, um, because what has been birthed out of this is we actually have a group of veterans on the first Thursday who go deliver food to other veterans. That's cool. And that's just an amazing program in itself, because, you know, I I could go deliver to these vets, and, you know, they'd be appreciative. Right, but I've never served in I've never served in right. military, so I they, I don't have that rapport, that bond, and so that gives them you know this program gives those guys and gals someone to talk to, and uh, it's just been amazing. And we actually have a new program that is uh, 
starting to come off the ground. One thing that's really been on our hearts is um, teenage mother. Right. I don't want to call it epi- epidemic because I'm, I'm the product of a teenage mm-hmm. mother. But in Harrisburg, Rockingham County, teenage pregnancy is a 6%. The state average is 4%, so we're above the average. Right. And, um, you know, as Christians, you know, we're the first ones to stand on our soapbox and say, you know, choose life. Don't right. abort your babies. Right. And I'm, I'm all for that. Trust me. Coming from a, a former fetus, I'm glad my mom chose life. Right. You know? Um, but unfortunately, too many Christians think that once that mother decides to have that baby, they just, my job's done. And it, it shouldn't be. And so what we want to do is we want to rally next to these mothers. And it doesn't have to be teenage mothers. Any mother who is struggling financially, um, we are starting. It's called the Baby Depot. That's the just the, the name for now. We don't like the name. It just sounds too black market kind of. It's like a Home Depot for babies almost. You know, It just sounds like eBay for babies. And we don't want that. Uh, but what it is is basically, you know, young moms or dads who, who can't afford all the baby stuff, the diapers, the ointments, the wipes, the food, the formula, we're, we're going to supply it. And we want to just be somewhere where, where these, these moms and dads who are, we, it's basically our way of thanking them for giving their child the freedom to survive. Um, you know, abortion has really wiped out a generation. And um, we just want to be there for those moms and dads who decided to let their their little babies. So we got different programs that we're setting up for that, and we're, we're starting the uh, to get the donations in and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that because this is, this is one of those programs that we feel insanely strong about. Well, those are all great, Jeff. I know, like you said, some people can't get to the pantry, but that doesn't mean that they're any less in need. Exactly. So it's great that y'all are able to deliver to them. And, and like you said, delivering to vets and you know, it's one thing just for an ordinary person like me or you to deliver food to a vet, but when you have a vet who can relate to them and knows maybe in some way what that vet may be going through or right. at least has dealt with in the past, I'm sure it ministers them not just their physical need, but their spiritual and emotional need as well. And then also, I think it's a great ministry ministering to teenage or single mothers that are in need mm-hmm. with these babies. Like you said, yeah, yeah, life. Once they have life, it's great that they choose life, but it's great that we can help them in their need as they raise their child because once they're born, that's when life begins. Like, it doesn't, like you said, the issue isn't just then, it's after. It's raising the kid and making sure they have the food, clothes, necessities that they need. So that's great that you are helping them. And uh, I'm guessing that if anybody needed more information about any of these, they could probably find out information on y'all's website or contact information where they could call and get more information about any of these programs. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah. Um, always, we're, we're, our phones are always open. We actually like getting phone calls. As right. crazy as that sounds, you know. My, my phone doesn't yeah. stop ringing. I always prefer to talk to somebody either in person or on the phone as opposed to, I mean, I know sometimes texting is more convenient or emailing is more convenient, Right. But talking to somebody on the phone, and there's just, just something about it. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, too many times whenever you text or send emails, you really you get your wires crossed. And you know, I've, I've gotten some uh, bad stories from stuff like that, you know. Because right. one thing that gets me always, Grayson, is the talk to text. Because while I'm driving, I try to use right. that as much as possible. Right. And uh, I said something to my oldest daughter once and pushed send. And uh, she called me. She's like, Dad, reread that text. 
And so I pulled over and read it, and that is not even close to what I said. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I try not to do that talk to text very often. Yeah, I understand what you mean. I, I use that often because I'm a slow typer, and sometimes I'll read a message I send to somebody, and I was like, I really should have read that, <laughs> proofread that before I sent it. Yeah. But, uh, Jeff, anything in um, kind of as we wrap up here, I have a couple more questions, but just yeah. what else would you like to share about Hope Distributed that you haven't shared already or that I haven't asked you already? Uh, Grayson, you are a fantastic interviewer, and you have really covered a lot of the things that, that I can think of. It's just, you know, our biggest thing is is we want when people think of compassion and hope and, and caring and committed and service to people, whenever you hear those words in this, in this area, we want people to automatically think of us. Right. You know, that, that's what that's what we're going for. And we're not doing it because we want the accolades or we want the attaboys, even though they feel nice. We want that because, seriously, we are committed to people. We love people. And for me and for all of us, service is the purest form of love. Amen. You serve somebody else, there's, there's no agendas. It's just straight love. Yeah. And uh, I, I once saw, I, I love those uh, marquees in front of churches. They have, like, the clever signs. I love right. those things. Yeah. And once I saw one that said, tell everyone you know about Jesus, dot, 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 use words if necessary. Right. And so that's, that's how I want to live my life, you know. If, if there's a time where I got to, you know, break down the gospel and pray the sinner's prayer with somebody, hey, I'm all in. Let's go. Right. But it, I, I would much rather someone look at me and be like, yo, there's something different about that guy. Right. You know, I don't know what it is. I want what that guy's got. Right. If I can start witnessing the people without opening my mouth, it's a win. Right. Jeff, I totally agree, and I strive to live the same way that, you know, that people see the way I live my life. And, you know, like you said, something different about him. Like, I want what he has, and maybe even ask me. They don't have to, but, yeah, yeah, if necessary, use words. And just in closing, Jeff, I want to ask how, if people are listening today, maybe they can't give financially, maybe they don't have the time to volunteer, but they can pray. How can we pray for Hope Distributed? I prefer prayer. I mean, don't get me wrong. We ain't going to turn. We ain't going to turn. Right. I'm not. I'm not going to not cash the checks or accept the volunteers. But really, we cover your prayers. You know, you know. Just, just pray that. Pray for us to have the discernment to how we can possibly affect the most amount of people. Um, pray for us that we have the wisdom to do what is needed. Pray that we have the strength and the perseverance. Everything else to even when things get rough to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and and just pray for the Lord to continue to put people on our paths. You know, I I wish there was not food insecurity. Obviously, I wish everyone had enough to eat. I wish every little kid went to bed with a full belly. That's what I wish. And even though for whatever reason it's not a reality, I'm I'm glad I can be part of an organization that is that daily so if you want if you're if you're a praying person i i cover your prayers you know i i, I try to balance you know my family life with, with what we're doing hope and what, what i am involved in here at church you know and you know i i need strength just to keep on keep on keeping on so we cover your prayers we we just really do and it doesn't i mean honestly you don't have to have some kind of like deep 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 prayer just like dear lord bless these people right boom right because the Lord hears your prayer. He, he knows, he, hear, he, hear, he hears what your heart's meaning. Right. You know? 
So well, I'm going to close in prayer for Hope Distributed and for you. Awesome. And, yeah, for the people you all serve. Lord, uh, we thank you for today, and I thank you for this opportunity I've had to talk with Jeff and about Hope Distributed and that great ministry, Lord. I pray a blessing over Jeff and over Ellen and over the volunteers of Hope Distributed, Lord, and uh, help the volunteers to know they're appreciated, Lord. And uh, most of all, we pray that uh, Hope Distributed would be able to affect the most amount of people in Harrisonburg, Rockingham County, and the surrounding areas that they serve, Lord. Um, I know Jeff mentioned that, Lord. He wants to help as many people as possible, Lord. So I pray that you are expand. I know they're doing a great ministry. Continue to expand it through these different projects, whether it be to the veterans or to the single mothers uh, or to those that can't even come to the pantry uh, through the mobile pantry, Lord. Uh, we just pray that you would bless um, all the people uh, that come through those doors, whether it be volunteers or those that are in need of uh, food, clothing, or furniture, Lord. We pray that you meet their needs, Lord, and uh, pray uh, that you give uh, Jeff and the others at Hope Distributed wisdom and strength and uh, just uh, whatever they need to be able to minister there, Lord. We thank you for that ministry, Lord, and I pray a blessing over it, Lord. And I ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, Jeff, thank you for joining me today and uh, for sharing just a little bit about um, Hope Distributed and that ministry, and uh, uh, it's been great to have you. Thanks, Grace. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that as you've listened to Jeff Wilhelm share about Hope Distributed and their ministry, that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.